Have you ever wanted to raise your hand and ask a question during the Sunday morning sermon? Are you looking for a place to find real hope? Join us on the Real Life Living in the Here and Now podcast as we tackle life's most unwelcome questions and learn to live free and real. Each week we take on a subject that cuts through the hype and deals with the hurt and brokenness everyone has but doesn't know where to begin. And now let's join your host, Joe Farmer, as he gets real with himself, with God, and with you. Welcome back to Real Life, Living in the Here and Now with your host, Joe Farmer. I'm Scott Napier, back with you again today for an exciting episode, an exciting conversation. Joe, we've got an interesting uh, topic and title here. I'm just looking at your notes and and spying things out when he calls your name and we're going to jump into some great stuff uh, today to hopefully encourage someone we appreciate you for tuning in we remind you that uh, our podcasts are available where you get your uh, podcast you've got that neat uh, smartphone you know you can get those right on your right on your phone so go there and listen to past uh, episodes and past podcasts. But today, Joe, it's it's good to be back with you again. It's been a little while since we've been together yeah. and recording here, but uh, good to be back today with this wonderful uh, topic that we're going to talk about. Yeah, thanks, man. And uh, I want to remind people, too, we are available on Spotify now. So mm-hmm. we're on iTunes, Spotify, I think SoundCloud, Podbean, if you get that. So uh, anywhere you can, uh, you know, download a podcast, share it. Um, Scott, I just uh, usually on the show we end up talking about um, the great thing about being really screwed up when you get saved <laughs> is um, once God begins to work on your life, you've got some good stuff to share with people. Right. Um, so, you know, I've dealt with a lot, I've overcome a lot in my life um, since I've been a Christian. And uh, a lot of these foundational truths I've learned, I just think they're good for anybody. And I think they're things almost everybody goes through. But yet again, you know, just like if you listen to our intro on a program, they're not things you raise your hand during the, yeah, the Sunday ch- morning. Yeah, right, and ask, hey, you know, uh, I, I'm, I, I need to ask a question, you know. So uh, I want to talk about some of those things uh, on this show, and, and we try to do that, but... Uh, I want to take a minute and read from Mark chapter 1, 16 through 18. And just to give you kind of some context of this scripture, Jesus is, this is when he begins to call his disciples and, and ask them to, to come follow him. And so uh, the Bible says in, in verse 16, it says, Now as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and, his, and his, Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. That make you there, you need to underline that. That's really important. And the Bible says, And straightway, which immediately, they forsook their nets and followed him. And when they had gone a little further thence, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who also were in the ship mending their nets. And straightway he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the ship with the hired servants and went after him. I think sometimes, Scott, we just read Scripture and we just we don't even think about it. Right. 
But if we'd stop for a minute, imagine you work at Walmart mm-hmm. and you're just minding your own business. And this guy walks by you and says, hey, come after me and I'll show you how to run a scanner, I guess. For yeah. people. <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'll show you how to be a, 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 a greeter in the house yeah, of God, well, you know, you yeah. but whatever that is. And we don't think about that. But no, imagine this. But you got to look at it in the context, too, that these were devout Jews. Mm-hmm. Who had been, uh, you know, studying? And if you even read some of them, they go back and tell their brothers and their acquaintances, "Hey, we found the Messiah. That's right. We found the one we've been we've been reading about. We've learned about since we were little kids in a synagogue. We've been studying the Torah, the Law. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is the guy here, man. Right. But nevertheless, these guys are just are just working." Their normal job, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I minding their own business, right? minding their own business. Yeah, they didn't ask for this. Uh, I think about fishermen in the context of where we live. They would be kind of like a coal miner. Yeah, pretty. It's true. It's a re- it was um, a job, a trade. It was, and pretty. Th- these were common guys. You know, yeah. they weren't you know anything uh, out of the ordinary. They were mm-hmm. blue collar. That's right. Uh, w- uh, worked hard for a living, uh, and then Jesus comes by and just. Hey, come after me. And they just left. Just dropped everything. Just dropped everything. If you read history, you find out that uh, Peter and Andrew eventually, they sold their fishing business. Yeah, uh, They kept just enough to fish when they needed something to eat or maybe pay a bill or something. They sold their business. Right. They just, you know, that was probably an afterthought after they <laughs> left. After, hey, you know what? <laughs> we, we probably need to do something about our business. You know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, it reminds me a lot of myself uh, because I, a lot of mine, though, I don't know if it was faith as much as it was just stupidity. But I've made a, I, I remember coming home before yeah. telling my wife, hey, by the way, I, I quit my job. Yeah. And the Lord asked me to do something. And she's like, oh, man. But she kind of got used to it. I remember I called her one day and said, hey, how you doing? She says, uh, you're quitting your job, man. Yeah. I said, the Lord told me if I go, he'd go with me. Yeah. I said, but my, my church, they pay me $500 a month. Yeah. I was making 40000 a year. <laughs> They're going to give me 500 a month. $500 a month. Right. So, so, Do the math on that. Yeah, yeah it, it, doesn't, it doesn't add up, uh, no matter how much faith you have. But God provided, and he always does. Yes. But, the invitation was given by Jesus. He said to come after me, yeah. which literally means pursue me, follow me, mm-hmm. forsake your life and take the life I'm offering you. That's what Jesus is saying. Mm-hmm. And I've always wondered what it was like for the disciples. Jesus came by their place of empo- employment, invited them to come after him. And the Bible says that, you know, it's not God's way that any should perish, but all come repentance. Many are called. A few were chosen, but there's something that he said here, Scott, that was really important. He says, I will make you. And that that term, make you, literally comes from God's very nature of who he is, that he is a creator Mm -hmm. and what a creator does. And to understand that, you've literally got to go all the way back to Genesis chapter 1, where the Bible, and there's two different ways that people look at this scripture. And let me read them just for a second. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, God began to make everything. And there are two different translations that that people believe about this scripture and that are accepted today. This first one reads like this. When God began to to create the heavens and the earth, the earth was formless and empty. So this translation focuses on the state of the earth before God began to, 
to create his creative process in Genesis chapter 1. So those who accept this translation believe God's involvement began after the earth already existed, but it was kind of void and formless. nothing, yeah. Right. Or what he did with what was already there. In other words, God took what was there and kind of made it something different. The second one is is what we believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was empty in a formless mass. This traditional translation teaches us that God created everything out of nothing. Therefore, his first step was to create the earth, which prior to that time didn't exist. He created it without form or population, and then God began to shape and mold the world as he seemed fit. Right. It's very important. You know, if you're a truly a Christian today, you cannot believe in evolution. You know, God did not create evolution. Mm-mm. It goes against everything in the Bible. Right. In Genesis, when God began to create. God is a creator. He literally spoke and said, let there be. Something out of nothing. He made something <laughs> out of nothing. That's right. The earth was not there. Mm-hmm. The uh, We were not there. God formed it. He created it. He spoke and said, let there be light. You know, let there be, you know, uh, earth. That You know, he separated it by the waters. He he literally spoke that and, and, and created that by his own words. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's very important, Scott, even today, because that's the very heart of who God is. God makes something out of nothing. And we sometimes forget we... Our God is a creator, not an inventor. That's right. Yeah. You know, an inventor uses resources available to him. Yeah. You know, and you know, somebody invented this microphone, but, mm-hmm. you know, the copper, the metal and stuff in it, they didn't make that. It was already available. They, it was already available. Yeah. They mined it out of the earth mm-hmm. or the, you know, the materials they got, they got it from somewhere. Right. Nothing that's made today was was made out of thin air. No. You know, it was all made from something. Right. You know, so, you know, Thomas Edison invented thousands of, of, of inventions, but yeah. none of those was possible without something that God had already made. That's right. The creator is that, behind it all. Exactly. <laughs> you know, the steel we use, the wood we use, all of that came from things that God created. Mm-hmm. You know, think about it. Um, because we view God like that, like an inventor, we think. I don't have anything to offer God. Yeah. You know, we look at our lives, and if your life is anything like mine was or is, mm-hmm. it's a mess. Yeah. You know, Scott, I looked at my life and I thought, why would God want me? Yeah. You know? Yeah. What would, what, why would God, and how many times do you talk to people like that? Uh-huh. You talk about God, you talk about the plan of salvation, they mm-hmm. say, you know, God can never forgive me. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. God can never use my life, but that's not true, is not it? Not true. God can do anything He wants to do uh, in His own free will. And, and this is just, you know, when you think about Genesis 1 and, and the basic part of it, but yet it's so complex too. And it's hard for the uh, the natural mind just to get a hold of that. But God created the heaven and the earth and everything on the earth. and He's just able to speak it into existence and, and when we say, well, I, I don't have anything to offer uh, him, well, he doesn't need you to offer anything but yourself. That's right. Uh, and your availability, you know. That's right. Uh, and just be a willing vessel. For- Think about it. Though. Our whole life, we have been judged by what we can or can't do. Yeah. You know, 
when you were a kid and you were standing out on the playground, you were either picked first or last to yeah, be on I the team. Last. <laughs> but that was based upon usually how good somebody yeah. thought you could exactly. play basketball, baseball, Performance. kickball. Yeah. Right. Right. How well do you perform, you know? Exactly. Based on your talents, yeah. your abilities. And um, even a job today, what, what does everybody want when you apply for a job? Yeah, everybody's competing. Everybody wants a resume. They want it, yeah. What have you done? What have you done? What are you good at? Mm. You know, uh, what can you do? What is your experience like? Yeah. You know, God doesn't ask for a resume no. when you when you come to him. He, he, he doesn't care because think about it. If If – if you didn't need anything from anybody, if you didn't need anybody's opinion, anybody's knowledge, anybody's skills or talents, when you were hiring somebody, it wouldn't matter what they could or couldn't do. No. No, it just wouldn't matter. Because no. you can already you can make them whatever you want them to be. That's right. You know. I tell people that's why I married my wife when she was so young. You know, I could raise her. <laughs> The way, the, you want the way it, I man. want it, yeah, you know. Right. There's their advantages right. to that, exactly. you know. Yeah. So, anything. And uh, let me read Jeremiah chapter one, verse five. The Bible says, "Before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. Yeah, man, that's good and before stuff. you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified you and I ordained you a prophet unto the nations." So now, God's talking to Jeremiah here, a prophet, mm-hmm. and He's telling him, you know. Before you were ever even born, I had a purpose and a plan for your life. It had nothing to do with what you could do, right. your family, your knowledge. You know, because you—I mean, you didn't—you couldn't even form a sentence. Yet. I mean, mm-hmm. you couldn't even take care of yourself. Right. I already knew what I wanted you to do before I even called you to do it. That's right. Because I'm God, and I decided that's what I wanted to do. That's right. Yeah. God sees the potential in each of us right. that we often. And Really, truly, we don't even see in ourselves. That's right. But He sees what we can be if we submit ourselves to Him. That's right. It's so awesome. Uh, self-esteem is such a big issue, Joe. People just walk around and they think so little of themselves, like nobody cares, nobody loves me. Why would they want me, like you mentioned That's earlier? Right. But God, man, He loves those people. He loves he us all. But, man, He really loves those. He does. And, and He wants you to be encouraged today. Right. He wants you to be encouraged. He does. You know, and Scott, you, you add in the factor of people's, their their family experience and their background. Uh, I literally came from a home where I was told, we hate you. Yeah. We wish you were never born. Your mommy didn't want you. Uh, your daddy didn't want you. So and hard. my grandparents adopted me, no no doubt, to, to draw a check on me mm-hmm. and have a work hand in the garden. And that's yeah. just the truth. Yeah. They never showed me love. I was mentally, physically, and verbally abused, berated my entire life. So even when I gave my life to God, I still felt like I was nothing. Yeah. So I remember thinking I had such a heart to want to do something for God, but I felt like, I wasn't worthy. Yeah. I couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And God challenged me on that, you know. And I remember one day, Scott, telling, rehearsing some of these things to God that had been spoken over my life. Right. Yeah. And I remember God saying, but what did I say about you? And what are you <laughs> going to believe? That's what they said. Yeah. That's right. That's what they and said. And I said, God, from this day forward, I choose to believe what you said about mm-hmm. me. And it took 
uh, a long time yeah. before I actually believed what yes. I said, and I believed what God said about me, even though I spoke it. I believed it, but I didn't feel it. Yeah, you know, you hear it when you speak it, but uh, you gotta you gotta keep speaking that and get it down in your spirit. Yeah, where it but but I was convinced that day. You know, I was going to believe what God said about me, and what people have to understand. <laughs> Is God knew every goofy thing you would ever do before He ever called you. Yeah. He already knew. Scripture that. you just read proves it. I mean, I knew you before you were formed. That's right. He knew everything. You may have surprised your mom. You might have surprised your dad and even yourself, but you never surprised God. Never took Him off guard. God already knew that. You know, God when God saved me, Scott, He knew I was going to blow it, man. Yeah. <laughs> he knew what He was Absolutely. getting. And that's, there's a song... Uh, Says I knew I, what I was getting into when I called you. Mm-hmm. I knew what I was getting into right. when I called your name, when I said your name. Yeah. But I said it just the same. Yeah. God knew what he was getting into when he called. He knew you were a mess. Yeah. He knew your background. He knew mm-hmm. you He knew you had an addiction. Right. He knew you had abuse in your background. He knew you had no self-esteem. Right. He knew you were going to struggle. Mm-hmm. He knew you were going to blow it. He knew that. And he called you anyway. Called us anyway. That didn't change. That's right. How God felt about you, you know. That's right. Because He loves us all. That's right. Uh, I was looking at some scriptures that pertain to this, you know, title and context a little bit this morning. One jumped out said, "Do not judge by appearances." This is John seven twenty four. Uh, but judge with right judgment. So we can't always look at our past and what this looks like and what that looks like. But God sees the bigger picture, and He's the creator. He's the uh, uh, He's the orchestrator. He's uh, He's doing it all. That's right. If we are willing to let Him work in our lives, I mean, He doesn't force things on us. We don't want to go that far. But when we submit our lives to Him, He can use what we offer, and that's our life. Amen. And He can redeem. All that hurt, man. Yeah. All that stuff in your past. Mm-hmm. God can not only heal it, but He can use... That's what it means to be more than a conqueror. I just think, well, how can you be more, <laughs> more than, yeah. than a conqueror? Yeah. Here's what it means to be more than a conqueror. You mm-hmm. get a knife fight. Yeah. You take the knife away from the guy mm-hmm. and you stab him. With mm-hmm. it. That's what it means to <laughs> be more, more than, than yeah. a conqueror. So yeah. everything the devil tried to use to destroy you with, yeah. God redeems, and now you use to destroy the enemy. That's right. And tear down his That's works right. in other people's lives. That's mm-hmm. what that means. Right. You know, Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. This is another scripture I think, Scott, we just, we just breeze through when you don't think about God thinks about you. He does. Think about that for a minute. He does. He says, I know the thoughts I think towards you. Thoughts of peace. God literally sits down and He thinks about you. He, you know, if you're out there today, if you're alive, God thought about you. He did. He thought about your hair color, your eye color, your personality, mm-hmm. where you were going to live, what you would need to survive there. Yep. He thought about your entire life That's before right. you were ever born. Wow. And he, he thinks about you. And it's thoughts of peace and not evil. 
that's what God's will is for you, to give you a hope and a future, the Scripture yeah. says, to give an expected end. That's what that means. Mm-hmm. Those are the thoughts that God has about you, not right. the thoughts that you think. You know, He doesn't think about you like you think about yourself. God sees you as His creation. When, when In Genesis, before we began to create, He said, Come, let us make man in our own image, in our own likeness. That's why the devil hates you. Mm-hmm. Because you are made in, in the, the image, image of God. Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. And because he hates God, he hates you. Mm-hmm. You know. That's right. And you've heard the expression where people say, "Now, buddy, when when that when when God made that guy, he made the mold. <laughs> yeah, he broke. He the broke mold. the mold. Broke, you know, only one of them. Yeah. That's right. That's not true because God, a creator, doesn't use molds. Yeah, right. Doesn't you know? need to. He, don't he make, doesn't need a pattern, does he? No, no. there's not a uh, there's not a factory in heaven where no. God's spitting out, you know, stamping you got, them out. You got angels up there that's, that's right. in charge of arms and somebody yeah. legs, and you know, <laughs> right. that's that's not how that's not how that works. Right. You know, a creator makes everything unique. Everything's one of a kind. Do you not? That's why it's no, not just thrown together. That's right. You said it there just moments ago. God thought about every detail, every detail. Leaving nothing out, but everything, and it's not just thrown together. It's, it's well thought out. It's mind blown if you it's, think it's, of, it's if you think about nuts. the human body. Yeah, absolutely. And my my daughter's a biology major yeah. right now, so we we have discussions about mm-hmm. you know the human body. If you think about what has to happen for you to have one heartbeat, yeah, it it's just. And th- those are the things that almost drove me insane before I got saved. Yeah. Too. The Bible says trying we're fearfully. To those yeah, things. I would sit around Scott. I'd literally look at my hands and think, yeah. "Oh my God, why does that?" There's a God, <laughs> and I live on a ball that spins. Yeah, yeah right. And and yeah. and I mean, I would about blow a fuse thinking about that. So nobody on the earth, nobody that has ever lived, has ever had the same DNA. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Nobody. The billions oh. upon billions upon billions of yeah, people, exactly. even the almost 7 billion people now in the world, nobody, nobody is like you. Nobody. Wow. That That's, that's a little more than I can, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty tough stuff. We're, we're about out of time on this episode, so we're going to pick up where we left off here, talking about when God calls your name and, and this awesome event uh, we, we we began there in genesis talking about our creator and how he just spoke things into existence and how he loves us how he saw us and every detail he knows everything about us when he made us so we'll pick it up how about right. that sounds good man. all right join us again next time thanks for joining us here for uh, real life living in the here and now We'll be back with another exciting and challenging episode and podcast here. Until then, we ask you to keep it real. Thank you for joining the Real Life Podcast. You can subscribe to our program anywhere podcasts are available. Stay up to date by subscribing to our show. Join us next week as we tackle real life together.